You're listening to a DM podcast. All right. G'day and welcome to Behind the Podcast with Stocks and Jules. I'm Jules and today we are going behind the Australian Podcast Awards from 2021, which we attended uh, last week. Stocks, what do you think of the night? It was a big night. Yeah, it was good. There hasn't been an in real life one of these for a little while. And my main takeaway from it was this is legit now. It really feels like it's grown up. It felt like a proper occasion, a proper awards night. Everyone was there having a good time. People made an effort to dress up. People really got into it. Yeah, fantastic. There was one of those logo boards where people have their photos taken in front of it. So, you know, it's definitely legit when you see one of those. There was. And the, how you say, art gallery quality sparkling and whites and reds that you get so at any event like this so it felt legit stick to the beer when you go to something like this i did have a bit of a sore head the next day so i I will attribute it to the quality not the quantity excellent i drove thoroughly enjoyed myself but did have a couple sherbies as well (laughs) fun night and just interesting seeing a whole bunch of people out in force again i mean it's been certainly a while since the last lockdown since i've been in such a crowded room and good to see the contact tracing is all up and functioning and ids were being checked as well as passports yeah, agreed. That's the most crowded room I've been in. Um, just for anyone who not, who's not across it, it was at the Ritz Theatre in Randwick, which is a two-level sort of old-style Art Deco theatre. The downstairs was heathing. Like, we did the stupid cool guys up on the balcony and got in late. And there were only five of us, was it? Yeah, and we couldn't find a five seats together. So... I sat downstairs with our young producer, Blake, and we were sitting with Alexi, finding Drago fame. We had a good time, but realized we were getting a little too boisterous. So, I came and found you guys who were upstairs on the mezzanine level. And to our shock horror, you were the only people up there. It was like business class or something. It was fantastic. It was beautiful. It's like when you get a flight and you are the only person in the row and you get to stretch out. So, this is, this is economy class stuff, but good timing. Yeah. Yeah. A whole row on economy. That's what it was. <laughs> but no, it was great. Look, I mean, we, we sort of took a look at the crowd and, and thought we needed to have strength in numbers as in the strength of the of the three of us together booing each other on. So we decided to move up to the mezzanine. I think it was great. It was a great view of the show. There was plenty that happened. I mean, let's talk about the hosts, Susie Youssef and Harley Breen. I think they did a great job. It's a tough gig. You've got 27 awards to do and you've got a tight time frame, but you've got to entertain people between those awards as well tough gig and they did really well because you're gonna get sick of these guys and you got to come up with 27 different little bits between each award that have got to be entertaining and concise so i thought they did a brilliant job um i thought i could have done with an intermission the last awards i went to the intermission was the best part of the night it was about a half hour 45 minutes where everyone just gathered in all the sort of common spaces the bar areas the foyer I just had a couple of drinks and just caught up and that was no one's rushing to get there. No one's rushing to leave. Not everyone's lost or won. It's still in play and it was really fun. I thought that was the best part of the night. And once we realized there was an intermission, I just thought it was a missed opportunity. And look, the venue could have sold plenty of booze as well. So, I just, yeah, I thought that was a missed opportunity by the organizers. But, you know, they had a lot to get through as well. 27 categories is a lot of awards. Yeah, well, you did start to notice people getting a little bit restless from from way up top as we had our view down below. It was interesting seeing the way that people start fidgeting throughout the show and start to get a little bit more anxiety-ridden, I suppose. Yes, yes, indeed. 
But look, they did a great job and it was a lot of fun. And people seem to take it pretty seriously. So, I mean, that's all you can ask for in an awards night. But not too seriously. And a couple of big standouts from the night? Um, yeah, some of the highlights. Definitely some of the highlights. Look, uh, there was a nice back-to-back win from the, the great ladies at Life Uncut, Britain Laura. So, they won the Listener's Choice Award and it was over 45,000 votes cast for them. Like, imagine that. That's huge. I mean, it's hard to imagine what second place would have got, but you can't imagine there would have been too many more votes left. Testament to the juggernaut that they are, really. And another follow-up winner is Irrational Fear. Just seemed to keep yeah. chundering along, like incredible. Um, one I was really into was Mamma Mia winning Best Sales Team. I mean, look, I think what they're doing, we think we're doing a pretty good job. I think they're doing the best job out there of anyone in terms of the integrations they do. Very smart, very clever. They know their lane. They have, I guess, the advantage over a lot of people that they have quite a defined lane for all their content, which makes it probably more sustainable to have your own sales team and to be able to do things they do. But I think they do an incredible job. A couple of ones for me. I mean, I think I spoke about this show when we were previewing some of the uh, some of the nominees. It was the culture, which took out best arts um, and culture podcast. I love this show. I really hope that we can speak to Osman in the future. Um, I just think it's such a great sort of take on you know, the culture's name would suggest, with really intelligent people talking about things that you know you wouldn't normally associate with needing such in depth conversation. But it's done so well. It's researched so well. So I think. He was well deserving um and you know speaking of the best indigenous podcast i mean look at that one was taken out by um brooke and linda's dream club another personal favorite of mine similar theme you know these sort of takes on culture and just life in general i think it's it's a really kind of good balance that they run there they're great shout i love that the fact that they when they did the awards they had a quote before they announced the winner I thought that was a really lovely touch. So, just an example is the culture. The culture encapsulates the spirit of the genre with gusto, highlighting important moments in culture and presenting it in a fresh, engaging and profound way. And they do that and then they go, the culture. And it was, I thought that was a really lovely touch. It was yeah. the judges coming together and not just saying the culture's won, but actually justifying it with a lovely little quote. Yeah, totally, totally. Some reasoning behind uh, the decisions from the judges. It was awesome. Yeah, you don't get that at a normal awards show and I thought it was such a beautiful touch and it really enhanced and it also was a chance to go, is it is it the culture? So, sort of just being able to maybe tip your hat on it or everyone have a little guess just before they announce. Yeah, <laughs> that was good fun. There are a few that we've spoken to along the way. You know, uh, Jay from Shoes Off Podcast, one smartest podcast, which was awesome. I think he was probably as surprised as anyone on the night. Yep, yep. And Jay, as you know, there's always uh, opportunity to work together if you ever get sick of your day job. <laughs> we would be honored to, and the offer is always standing. Well, speaking of, I mean, look, there were a few winners on the night. The, the DM podcasts were one of the big ones, I think it's fair to say, and I think certainly delivered one of the more entertaining speeches, if we can say that from a completely objective point of view. DM podcast, best network or publisher, congratulations. Thanks, mate. That was quite fun because by the time they, at the award came up, all five of us were conveniently located up in the mezzanine. And further to what we were saying before, once... It was what SBS was bronze, and then silver was SBS, and and bronze was ABC. So taking out some heavy hitters. When they read the description, which I'll read now, and indulge me here, 
uh, DM podcast stood out this year amongst a cohort of strong publishers and networks. They offered a diverse range of offerings and consistently high production value and strong branding. Their commercial partnerships supported growth without sacrificing the integrity of their production. As soon as it hit diverse range, I knew it wasn't equity mates and it wasn't listener. And I was like, fuck, that's us. <laughs> So, we were a long way from stage. So, I mean, unpack what happened because I just ran at that point went, we got to get to stage. And you we ran fast long. and you're not a young man anymore, Stock. So, I mean, that was very impressive. Thank you. Seeing you go down all those sta- stairs, I think with my knee, I probably would have been walking very, very slowly. I was waiting for one of my calves to blow out. But what were you guys <laughs> doing? Because you guys were sort of hanging over the edge going, Wee, we're up here. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, it just felt for a second like they might walk away with the award and you might have to chase them down off the stage as well. And Harley Bream was smart enough to go, if you think this thing isn't authentic and it's not rigged, those guys didn't even think there were a chance they were up there. And so it's pretty funny. Good, good opportunity to sort of thank some of the... You know, the guys who got us started. I mean, Guy Scott Williams, who we've had on the podcast, who's... Um, one of the big shots at ACAST. Um, he was the guy who originally sort of planted the seed and Heinrich as well. It was good to give a chance to just acknowledge him in front of a lot of people and then also just point out how we're different and that we were really happy that it was validated that the way we approach things was, was acknowledged because we are quite proud of the way we run our business and know that we could run it in a much more punitive way and make a bit more money than we do, but we really love empowering the people we work for and that's uh that's the creators and the podcasters we do believe we work for you and um it was really nice to get that validation yeah well i think you can definitely see with some of the signings that you guys have had recently that the the diversity and and the the breadth of of talent and points of view is is standing out quite a bit so i think that's well earned and well done yes and then coming up, I guess another two podcasts we're really excited about. I was really excited about the Best Current Affairs podcast, which is temporary. Uh, it's a Guardian podcast. Really keen to talk to them. The other one is who we have on next week, which is Private Affairs, which was the Best Fiction podcast and I believe was also Podcast of the Year. That's right. Yeah. Lucky enough to um, have Christine reach out. So we're really excited to, to speak to that. And yeah, the, the byline of that is it's a romantic dramedy inspired by true events um, about a Melbourne couple learning how to navigate an interracial and intercultural relationship. So I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be good sort of weekend listening. And, and, you know, to be honest, I haven't gone sort of too far in, in fictional podcasts before. Um, now, this is, you know, inspired by true events, but I think I'm really interested to really interested to hear um you know the production value the storytelling techniques how this is you know plays out um in its entirety so yeah looking forward to chatting to christine as well yeah the sound design is supposed to be incredible i've got this road trip this friday to go see the chat 10 live show in canberra and saving this for the drive there and back so pretty excited about that and really keen to talk to christine next week well i guess it's also just worth saying that the awards don't happen with a lot of these sponsors and the top sponsor really this year was ACAST. Having a chat to the guys during the show, they were, we did joke that their sponsoring didn't get them the awards they wanted. <laughs> so, look, again, further to Harley's point, proof that this is not this is a meritocracy. But, look, those guys put a lot of money behind it, as did iHeart, Listener, Spotify, Pod News, Podfollow and Nova. So, it's great to see these larger organizations getting behind these awards which obviously mean a lot i mean you would have seen it now how much it means to some of the podcasters 
and it's just such a great opportunity to have people who record stuff in their often in their bedrooms or in cupboards or wherever it may be being able to come up and get together and chat it was great to see some of the people we've spoken to over the last year or two i really enjoyed it yeah totally and i think like you know podcasting can be pretty thankless at times and it's certainly something that people don't go into to get the big bucks so recognition of of the craft probably probably means quite a bit so it was great to see that recognition be dished out in spades i mean look i think as you said you know just hosting the oh, sorry being the top sponsor of the show doesn't guarantee wins and i think you know there were over 50 judges who were involved in the whole judging process as well so clearly they want to make sure that they've got a good wide range of people who are making these decisions and it's not just coming down to a few shot callers so that was yeah well done yeah, that's probably who the biggest thanks should go to is all the judges. I mean, very thankless task. We think that they had to get narrowed down to 27 categories and then you had five or six finalists in each one and then getting it down to a top three. That's a lot of listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I guess, look, that's sort of a wrap for that. Let's resume normal services next week, Jules. Totally. Back to interviewing podcasters and we're going to focus on as many of the winners as we can. And pump it out over the next three to six months. Really excited about it. Absolutely. And if you're at the show and you weren't a winner, but you would like to speak to us, don't hesitate to get in touch because we'd love to talk to you as well. So until next week. Toodaloo. Bye.